0: Welcome to the We Are Calvary podcast, where our mission is to share Jesus and help people experience life change. Thank you so much for listening. Here's this week's message. Okay, now uh, let me tell you how this day is going to go. Based on last night, I I got through half the sermon and today I got through a third of it. So you have to make a promise to me. Uh, You're not going to get the whole bale of hay today, so you have to come back next week and get the rest of it, okay? We all agreed. All right. And thank you for that one who's willing. And uh for all you guests here, uh, uh for the baby dedications, thank you so much for being with us. We're glad that you are with us. My name's Ray, one of the pastors here on staff, and we're just glad that you're with us. Um I'd like to uh I'd like to read our text and then we'll we'll come back to it a little bit later. Uh, uh, I'm gonna ask you to, for you, for you former Catholics, you're gonna feel like you're back in church. Would you stand with me one more time? And uh, okay, context. Context is is huge. This is a, this is a little guy. He's approximately 12 years old. He's been dedicated to the Lord, and so he he lives at the tabernacle under the tutelage or mentorship of of Eli, and he is, he, God's preparing him for something big. God's moving in his life, and so this is where we pick up up, up this account in 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place, The lamp of God, and we could preach an hour on this, but we won't. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying in the house of the Lord where the ark was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Verse six, again, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. There's kind of a humorous tinge to this, isn't there? There is for me. My son, Eli, said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel went up to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the, that the, Lord, that the Lord was calling the boy. So we like told Samuel, go lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Father, today, we, as we begin this time of dedication, we pray that your spirit would open our hearts, our eyes, our minds, to what you have for us today. Let no one leave this place not being challenged by your word. Holy Spirit, come, we pray in Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. Now, I want to do the parents a favor and not have them come up and stand here for 15 minutes while I talk. Is that okay? Because while you might make it, the kids might be a little more difficult. That passage you just read, and most of you over here and there's some over there. That passage we just read in 1 Samuel chapter 3 would not have happened. God would not have spoke to Samuel had it not been for 1 Samuel chapter 1. There was a mother whose name was Hannah. Hannah loved the Lord. She loved the Lord, and and she longed for a son. And she had none. And so she began to pray, and she said this prayer, God, if you give me a child, I'll, I'll give him to you. I'll dedicate him to you. And for those of us who have been raised in church, we know the story. God granted her her wish, and so the baby was born, and when he got to a certain age, Hannah takes Samuel by the hand and he walks, she walks him to the temple. And she says, I made a promise to you, God. Here's my son. Well, the beauty of that story is Samuel would go on to be one of the most famous people in all of Israel. And he would, he would be the one who would call out David as king. I mean, a, a powerful person. But it doesn't happen without mom. It doesn't happen without Hannah, without, without parents who would be willing to say, God, I love you more than anything, and I want to offer you my son. For those of you in this room today, to parents and to grandmas and grandpas and friends and family, uh, I wanted to take enough time in this service and not rush to the sermon, because I think what you're doing is, is incredibly important today what you're doing is you're making, if you will, at the very least a promise at the most a vow that says, God matters so much in your life that you're willing to take your children and lift that son or that daughter or both up to the Lord and say, God, here they are. And everything about my life from this moment forward will be to raise up a son or daughter that knows you, that loves you that wants to magnify your name, that wants to, to reflect your grace in the world. That's what you're doing. What you're doing is you I'm gonna offer and extend a challenge to you and you're gonna have to decide, even before you get up here, whether you want it or not, and here it is. I challenge you, do, and I'll, I'll ask you up here, so I want you to think about it now. Is it your desire to raise up a boy or a girl that one day will come to know the fullness of grace in Jesus. Will you teach him? Will you be the Jesus he sees first? That's what I'm asking. Secondly, I'm gonna ask you this question. Do you commit to allowing God's will to be done in your child's life? That's a big one. You gotta think it through. Are you willing to let God's plan and purpose for your child be lived out whether you agree with it or not? Finally, before you walk on this platform, you need to decide, are you willing? In Ephesians chapter six, it says, the child was raised in the teaching and instruction of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I think it's time we take this whole family, marriage, raising kids thing a little more seriously than we do. Is that okay to say? And the the challenge isn't just to those parents, it's to grandma and grandpa, it's to friends and family, it's to this body, it's to this congregation. Are we willing to do whatever it takes to see future children, not future generations, they're already here. Are we willing to say, no matter what, we will help them know Jesus Christ. No matter what else happens in this world, they will have heard the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Jesus. Am I willing to teach them in such a way and instruct them that they might be sensitive to the will of God for them that when the world is going one way, God may speak to them to go to the other and they're willing to walk God's way. That's the commitment we need to start making as a church. The future depends on children and young people who know and love Jesus Christ. And so these are the things I would ask you to consider that if you want your son or daughter to hear and and say these words, speak, Lord, for your servant heareth, King James. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. It begins in chapter one with you falling on your knees and saying, God, here's my son, my daughter. I give him or her to you. That's the call. So with that thought in mind, I can already hear one parent saying, I'm not going up there. (laughs) Going to ask the Todd Creason family, Emily, Anton, and Xavier, if you'd come up. Just come up and stand right over there to my left. That way, thank you. I'd like to invite the Taylor family, Robert, Benjamin, Virginia and Rosie, if you'd come. If the parents and children will stand if you're welcome to come up, if you'll stand behind them, that'd be great. If Josiah and Maggie, would bring Reuben up please? Josiah. Oh Josiah. I got it. Would the, uh, that was the Ness family, by the way, if the uh, Whitcomb family would come, Benjamin, Alexandra, and Liam, or William, in parentheses, Liam? Gilbert and Kayla Landon, if you guys would come up. Drew, family, come on down. Come on up. <laughs> you guys stand right behind them there. And if the Abraham family, Casey and Madison and Lily, if you'd come, please. sleep. That's good. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm a parent. I I get that. Yes. (laughs) Snell Wilkerson family, Simone, Eric, and Noah, if you'd come up. If y'all move down just a little and don't fall off the edge, please. There you go. Then if family could stand behind, that'd be great. Hello there. Hi, Collins family. Yeah, Daniel, Jesse, a story on in August. <laughs> We're gonna have fun now. And the uh, Rodriguez family, Alexa, Grayson, and Berkeley, and Basil. I tell you, if, if I could have any family st- st- step up on the stage, you guys stay down here with the babies. Yeah. A ri- yeah. Where, whom we're dedicating, you stay here. And other in laws, stand behind. I got to get some more up here. There you go. Watch your step. Then you guys move down a little, and just if you guys move down, hi you guys. Okay, um, if the Sturtevant family, Cole, Candace, and Noah. Hello, everybody. Stand behind there. Okay, I'm going to, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to anoint you with oil. Uh, There's no special power in the oil, just want you to know. But it is a metaphor or a picture type of the Holy Spirit. And we are dedicating your families unto the Lord today. And we're going to pray, Holy Spirit, come and work in your children in mom and dad and just really bless you today as parents who want to raise up children who know and love Jesus. We're going to pray blessings on your children, that God would just bless them. And uh, I'm going to ask you those questions. Remember, I didn't forget them. And if so, I'll ask them and you, you'll say we will, if that's your heart's desire. So question number one is, do you commit as, as, as parents To live your life in such a way as to show Jesus to your children. And if so, say, we will. Okay. Do you commit to showing and teaching your children in such a way that they might learn to live out the will of God for their lives? If so, answer, we will. I'm just going to add this in. Do you commit to just being Jesus? To your kids, even when they run around, even when they're unruly, even when, do you commit to being Jesus? If so, say we will. And I ask you, the congregation. I don't know the book; never read it. But it does take. It may not take a village, but it takes a church. It takes a group of people committed to raising up children and young people who know Jesus. And it's going to take all of us. And if you're willing to jump on board. Say we will. will. Thank you. All right, Mary and staff, would you guys all come? Lindsay and Garrett, if you want to come up, and whoever else, any staff out there, feel free. All right. You, Mary, you, you take those, the two families down there, you take these two and Brent. And, okay, we got this? And then we're going to anoint all of them right up. I'm messing with you.
1: That's,
0: that's, we've got misters for you. No. Amen. Hi. He's just, he's just staring at me like, who's this guy? (laughs) Kayla. (sighs) (laughs) Drew. Hi, Landon. Hi, Landon. You betcha. I don't want to wake her up. Is there a, another one with this. One? Okay, just check it. All right, all right. Now listen, I'm not going to have you stand again. I don't want to overdo it, but if you just if you just want to lift out your hands like that, get in a comfortable position. By way you're participating in our prayer, just say, "God, pour out your blessing upon them" as Pastor Taylor prays.
1: So, Lord, in this holy moment, this divine moment. Lord, I thank you what these parents are doing. They're they're doing what it says in Proverbs to train up a child in the way they should go and they will not depart from it. This is the beginning right here. Lord, today is the day that we're saying we dedicate these babies unto the Lord. These babies are, are gifts from you, Lord, to these parents to be stewarded and to be shepherded and to be loved and to be pointed in the direction of you. Lord, we know that it's a challenging world out there. We know that there is so much against the biblical way of living. Yet at the end of the day, these parents are saying in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit and with the, with the power of community and with the anointing of God on our lives, we are gonna step and we are gonna raise our kids up in the way of God. Lord, we pray blessing. Lord, some, of these peop- some of these kids are future pastors. Some of these kids are future business leaders. Some of these kids are future doctors and pediatricians and nurses and teachers. And Lord, today is the day we say as a church that we are not gonna, we're not going to be watchmen on the wall. We're going to be watching their lives. We're going to be coming alongside of their families. We're going to be supporting them. Lord, we pray protection around these parents. Lord, when the voices of the world get loud, Lord, we pray that the voice of the Holy Spirit would be so ringing in their ears and their hearts. Lord, we, we pray that, Holy Spirit, come. You would, in that moment of salvation for each one of these kids, when, when you pursue them, they would say yes. And as a church community, we come around them. And we say, we're with you, we're for you. And Lord, when the days get hard, when the tears are flowing, when things are difficult, I pray for character I pray for discernment. Lord, I pray that they would follow you and that they would say yes to you above anything else. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. We look forward to how you're gonna work in these kids' life. And we look forward to how you're gonna use their parents to do it. We we are expectant and we're excited. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen and amen. Amen. Don't move.
0: Don't move. Okay, I'm going to ask you to bring your family and stand right here. I want to present you guys to them. So if the uh, Todd Grayson family would come. Church, it's my privilege to present to you uh, Emily Anton Xavier. Would you give them a hand? You guys can be seated. Thank you. The Taylor family come this way? church. It's my privilege to present to you Robert, Benjamin, Virginia, and Rosie. Let's give them a hand today. Thank you, man. Just, Josiah, Maggie, and Reuben, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for being a part of us. It's my privilege to present the Nest family to you. Would you give them a hand? Whitcomb family. Benjamin, Alexandra, and Liam, it's our privilege, my privilege to present them to you as part of our family here. Let's give them a hand. Thank you. Drew, family. Gilbert, Kayla, Landa, uh, Landon, it's my privilege to present. I've known you forever. It's my privilege to present this family to you. Let's give them a hand. You can be seated. Abraham family. A- That's a great name, Abraham. I love that. <laughs> Abraham family. Church, it's my privilege to present to you Casey, Lilly, or Casey, Madison, and Lilly. Let's give them a hand today. Amen. You may be seated. Dad's too nervous to come up. Dad, I don't blame him. After what I just, I'd be nervous too. Hello, Grandpa Lance. Thank you for coming. Well, I'd like to present the Snell-Wickerson family, Simone, Eric, and Noah and Grandpa to you. Let's give them a hand. I I'd like to present this new family to you, the Collins family, Daniel, Jesse, Astoria, and that's Otto. And uh, we love you guys. We're so glad you're a part of our family. I present the Collins. Let's give them a hand. Rodriguez family? Hi. Alexa, Grayson, Berkeley, and Basil. Wow. Thank you for being a part of our family here. We're glad that you're with us. And it's my privilege to present the Rodriguez family to you. Would you give them a hand? Sturdivant family, come on down. Cole, Candace, and Noah. Noah, it is my privilege to present... Them to you, would you give them a hand being part of our family? (laughs) Amen. Thank you guys. All right. I've got, I don't have a lot of time. Maybe that too. Real quick. Okay, don't count on noon, but just a little after. Okay, thank you for that one. <laughs> Everyone else was saying, I hope he gets done." Lunch, lunch is coming up, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I wanted, real quick, I'll just tell you my week and what God's doing in me, and then I'll let you go. Uh, and I'll finish this message next week. Uh, on, on on Wednesday, I got up at 6 to go to uh, the fairgrounds for a, a a breakfast in honor of Sister, Mir- uh, Sister Pat and the uh, Mir- uh, Vincent House of Miracle... Uh, I just blew that one. <laughs> Sister Pat, St. Vincent's House, at the Miracle Makers Breakfast. And this, this woman, she's retiring. She's, she's almost 80 years old, and she figures it's time. And Sister Pat is a remarkable woman who's ministering to the least of these. And uh, she's impacting... Her part of the world in this generation, and I was so grateful to get to be there with her. And then at five o'clock, I got up to go to the Tacoma prayer breakfast. Five o'clock, and I'll tell you, it's been about six to eight years since I've been because I, yeah, just last one, ugh. And uh, I'm just being honest, I don't mean to offend if you're a lifelong member of that, but I gotta tell you, this one rang the bell. Uh, Pastor, or pastor, he sounded like a pastor, Mayor Dean Johnson. Boy, if he runs for president, I'm going to vote for him. I tell you, Dean. Dean was off the charts, and he was here last service and just really impacted, uh, really blessed me. And then uh, Krista Linden got up, and some of you know she is head of step. She's CEO of Step by Step Ministries, and then also uh, Farm 12, the restaurant out there that's always packed, the conference center, and all those things. And I got to tell you, she she was phenomenal, and I was blessed by her. And she got me thinking, and the Lord started dealing with my heart, and I'll tell you about that in a moment. But um, she talked about how she had a rough time with her dad at times. Dad was a seminarian and really hardcore in his beliefs and a little tough on the kids at times is what she said. But her mom was always a beacon of grace. I loved what she said, a beacon of grace. Moms, no matter who you are, whether you are a mom with a spouse, whether you're a single mom, whether you are just a woman uh, without children or not married at this time, I want you to know we, we honor you and we need you. You play a tremendous role here at Calvary and in the world today. How you go about changing your part of the world. I'm blessed. Mary's been my partner for 43 years. She's raised three wonderful daughters. All three love the Lord. All three are in ministry whether it be their own children and some people in Africa or leading and directing a Montessori school or Lindsay, whom you saw on the stage, is directing our children's ministry and doing a phenomenal job. It's all, uh, Mary has impacted the world, not just through Brave, but through raising these kids up, these daughters of mine, and I am blessed. They have impacted their part of the world. And my prayer today in in this truncated message is that you would make a commitment with me to go out there and be world changers, that whatever God calls you to, that you would be a part of God changing the world around you. Now, uh, I want to show you some pictures. Uh, I want to show you a picture. Uh, I, went, I went fishing with a... What? I went fishing with a life group back in 2020. And that wasn't my... the big. I caught a huge one. I don't want to talk about it or brag. But um, this one... I, I caught this fish. It, I, I believe it's a halibut that don't, I, I won't bet on it, but it's a, it, thank you, sir, it's a halibut. And um, to be honest with you, I caught that fish and I caught those other fish not by my skill and talent. To be honest with you, I'm, with, I'm a fisherless guy. I don't know how to fish. So I had this guide. I had a guide who would hook, put her on the bait the hook. <laughs> See? <laughs> bait the hook. And, uh, you know, he would tell me where to, to throw it in. And this, one of the guides. his name, uh, I'll show you a picture of him in a minute. He, uh, he knew everything about fishing. He knew where to drop the line. He knew how to bait the hook. He, ha- he knew how to get the fish in the boat. He knew what to do with the fish if it was still alive. I mean, this guy knew everything. <laughs> and he knew how to read, I, I almost said radar, but it's sonar. It wasn't radar, it was sonar. He, did, did you know at the bottom of the ocean there are hills? He even knew what side of the hill to fish on to, uh, to, fish on to get the fish. I mean, this guy was, was amazing. And I want to show you a picture of him. He attends the church. That's Don Hodges. He works in our youth and other ministries. But this guy knows more about fishing than anything. He's an amazing, amazing guy. And he just happened to get stuck with me. And so, but he helped me. And I caught fish because of this guy, because of the guide. Now, here's my thing. You can take, yeah, you already did. Never mind. Um, here's the thing. I thought, wouldn't it be good if I had a guide in other parts of my life? Wouldn't it be cool to have a guide in your marriage? Wouldn't it be cool to have a guide in in raising your kids? Wouldn't it be cool to have a guide the next time you're in a row with your wife and you're about to say something foolish? Like you're about to say, you remind me of your mother. And the guide pops up and says, don't do that. Don't do that. Whatever you say, don't do it. Don't say that. I mean, a guide to help me make good choices, a guide to help me make the right decisions, a guide to, 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 help me be, to help me be all that God wants me to be, wouldn't it be cool to have a guide like that? Well, here's the good news, as, as I can't believe I'm already getting ready to close, um, the Bible says we do. The Bible says you and I, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have this guide, he is called the Holy Spirit, the, the person of the Trinity, and he is here, and here, you know, God is all about guiding us through life. Abraham, he said to Abraham, leave your family, leave everybody, and I will go and I will take you to a land I will show you. He said to the Israelites, he said, I'm gonna guide you. And it was a, cloud of, a, a pillar of a cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. God's all about guiding his people. Proverbs said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean under your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he. He will direct our paths. He's about guiding and leading us. And then I love Psalm 23. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. You know what? God wants to guide us, but sometimes we're hard to guide. Is that okay to say? Sometimes we're hard to guide. Sometimes we don't understand how to listen to the voice of God. I grew up in a tradition where everybody seemed to hear the voice of God. It drove me crazy. I mean, I grew up Pentecostal, and that ought to tell you something. God, God told me. God spoke to me. God led me. God called me. God laid this on my heart. God told me. And by the time they were all done telling, I was wondering why God didn't speak to me all that much. What was wrong with me? Why could not God do? And in fact, God does. Uh, the passage we read about is, a, is about a little boy, and, and his name is Samuel. And Samuel has been dedicated. He's living. He, he's sleeping by the ark of the of the. That I tell you something. He's sleeping by the ark, and and God speaks. Samuel, Samuel doesn't recognize the voice. The Bible tells us. So he runs to Eli. Hey, did you call me? I didn't call you. So he goes back to bed. Samuel goes back to Eli. Eli, did you call me? I didn't call you. Goes back to bed. Does it three times. I mean, there's a humor side to this. Eli, not me. And then Eli finally caught on. He said, wait a minute, God might be speaking to little Samuel. And so he said these words, when you go back to bed and you hear the voice again say, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak Lord, for your servant is listening. And God begins to work in Samuel's life, and you know the so story, he becomes one of the greatest, most powerful prophets in, in, in Israel, in Jerusalem, in, in, in Judaism, Uh God was speaking to Samuel, but he didn't recognize the voice. Is it possible, just between you and I, as average, ordinary people, that God's speaking, but we don't recognize his voice? Is it possible we're so busy out there living life and going crazy with all the stuff around us that we don't hear and understand what God might be saying to you and me? I would submit this, and we we preachers get real preachy. We say, well, God's speaking, but we're not listening. You know what I have found more than that? I find most of us don't really know how to hear the voice of God. I think a lot of us want to listen, but we're so busy with life and we're so not into what God wants us to be involved in that we don't, we don't catch his voice when he speaks. And so God's speaking but didn't recognize the voice. A lot of times you and I, as we communicate with each other, as I thought about communication, uh, uh, dictionary says it's a process by which information is exchanged. You know, how blessed we are to be able to commune and talk with one another. And I think we waste it so often, but that's another message. It's amazing we get to communicate, and I think we take it for granted. It's how we have community. You know, I've been communicating with you for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. I communicated with the act of baby dedication. I communicated with you with those pictures of the fish and of the fishermen. I'm communicating now. In fact, honestly, don't tell anybody, but I'm getting in your head. I, I'm speaking right here, and you're processing. For those of you who aren't thinking about, I wish this guy would get done. For those who are still engaged, you're, you're, you're tempering, you're thinking about what I'm saying. You're weighing it in the balance. Does what Pastor Ray, what he's saying, does it make sense? Is it possible God wants to speak to me as a, as a person, and, and I either don't recognize his voice or I'm too busy to hear it? That's how communication happens, and God might be speaking, and us wanting to be people who listen today God doesn't have to use those things that we use with one another he can speak right into our souls into our minds into our hearts into our thinking capacity our process and he can begin to speak he can place thoughts in our minds just like Samuel we may not be aware of it what we have to do is one thing and I make I'm probably not but I, I should close right here we have to learn to discern we have to learn say it with me learn to discern I think it rhymes right learn to discern that means we need to grasp, we, we need to get hold of and grasp the message that has been obscured by the world around us. To discern is to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. My friends, did you know that from 1961 to 19 about 1990, there were only three networks? ABC, NBC, and A- ABC. You you got it. I'm sorry. Uh, Just, I did that to engage. It's a speaker's technique for you to correct me, and so um, CBS, NBC, ABC. Okay. In other words, there were. My point is, there were a lot less voices out there, And, and, and in all reality, I think it was a good thing because what do we have now? We got a lot of voices. We got networks. We got online media, we got online news, we got social media, we got social news, we got this, we got that. We know what, we know what the Kardashians are doing as if we cared. We, we know what rich people are driving as if we cared. We, we got all this stuff telling us 24 hours a day. And, and how many know that if you gotta put news on 24 hours a day, the chances are you're gonna have to make some up? I'm just saying. I mean, honestly, it's crazy out there. And then, uh, and I, I'm just gonna, one more minute here. On top of all that, there's this new thing coming out. It's called artificial intelligence. It's been around, but now it's it's becoming more prevalent. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm really not, but that just scares the you know what out of me. Because what'll happen is truth will become more obscure. And hearing and having a a yearning to discern the will of God will become that much more important in a world that's gone crazy with not knowing what is truth and what is not truth. There must still be a people like you and I who hear the voice of God and recognize it. Are you with me? Recognize it. Not enough just to hear it, but to say... I I hear the Lord speaking. I don't hear that knucklehead speaking or that guy or that guy or that guy. I have heard, and we're gonna have to end up talking about it next week, so you gotta come back. I have heard the voice of God. God wants to speak to his church. He's waiting for the church to listen and to recognize what he's saying. I'll close with this. I mean it this time. (laughs) At that prayer breakfast that I was so blessed by. I mean, I was blessed. I'm, I'm going again next year. Maybe some of you go with me. Uh, I'm sitting at my table. I'm listening to Chris to talk about what God was doing and how she was. It's like she was talking to me. You know, when you get older in ministry, not, we've been here 36 years. It's easy It's easy, and I'm understanding this now. I didn't when I was younger. It's easy to rest on your laurels. See, look around and the church is full. It was full last service. It was kind of full last night. We just dedicated 20-some families, right? All those, when you have that many babies in a church, it's healthy. It would be easy for me to say, you know what? It's all going good. Let's not rock the boat. But when I, and I'm just now putting in a picture my spiritual mind can grab hold of. When, when Krista was talking, what the Lord was saying to me and how I'm seeing it now, he's saying, Ray, pick up the sword. Pick up the sword. Do something that is bigger than you. See, I recognize the voice, I just didn't want to hear it. You been like that before? God speaks and he tells you to do something, but you don't wanna do it? God says, go forgive that person and you don't wanna do it? Go, write, go be an encouragement to that person and you don't wanna do it? Go, go to your spouse, your, your husband or I, and say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and you don't wanna do it? Well, it's the same way for pastors. Ray, God says, Ray, I want, you, I want you to do this, it's time. No, we're messing around. And at that moment, you can do, I, I can receive the challenge like the people I had on the platform. Ray, do you accept the challenge? Yes, Lord. So they prayed, they closed out the service, and I turned to Pastor Daniel and Taylor, and I said, guys, uh, here's where we're going. Here's what we're going to do, and it starts today. This is what we're doing. Now, I tell you what that was but I'll wait maybe a week or two because I I, I do need to speak with the elders in our board. We're we're still doing it. I just want to be polite. (laughs) God spoke to Samuel and God speaks to me and God wants to speak to you. Right? Father, Uh, In this message, only for picking it back up again next week. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, you've called us to things in our personal lives, in our walk with you. For some, it's just coming to know Jesus. You're speaking today to some to renew their marriages. You're speaking to others to encourage. You're speaking to single moms and say, be of good cheer, I'm with you. You're speaking to, to people across this place. If we will but stop and pause and shut out the untruth around us to find the obscure, beautiful truth that you have for us today. Holy Spirit, speak deep into our souls. Lord, confirm what you've spoken to me and, and, and through others, God. We, we desire to be in the center of your will. So Lord, as we conclude with this last worship song, may May you begin to speak powerfully into the hearts and into the lives of people who will yearn and desire to discern your voice today and will give you all the glory and all the praise for anything that happens, not because of us. It's all about you. This is our heart's cry, our desire today. In your name, Lord, stand with me, let's sing.
1: Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to partner with us in sharing Jesus and helping people experience life change, You can support our mission by
0: clicking the link in the description. If this message has impacted you, please subscribe and share. To learn more, visit wearecalvary.com. We'll see you back next week.